Welcome to the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. I'm your host, Claire Sieber, global career and leadership coach, facilitator, speaker, and founder of Eating Your Cake 2, a business focused on helping you sell yourself with more confidence and take control of your career and leadership success. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to amplify your influence, accelerate your career growth, create real presence and have a true impact by learning the tools and strategies that you need to show up with more courage, more confidence and more clarity. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello, hello, wonderful humans. How are you going? We are officially at episode 19 of the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. And I am super duper grateful to all of the people who are listening in, supporting the podcast, doing a review for me on what they're loving, sharing with me, sharing with me your key learnings, your key takeaways. I honestly cannot tell you how much it means to me and how much it helps me get the word out there about the potty. So if you are loving what you're hearing and you haven't yet given us a little shout out or a review, I would love to hear from you on what some of your key learnings are thus far in the podcast. And even more so, what is it that you'd love to keep hearing from me? What are some of the topic themes that you'd love me to talk about? Who are some of the guests even that you would love to see me have on the show? I am always all ears and I will always do my best to make sure that we can get you what you're looking for to ensure that you are still loving what you're hearing. So otherwise, tell me what's been happening in your world. What are you doing? Who are you seeing? Where are you going? What are some of your wins lately? I would love to hear from you. What can I tell you about me? Gosh, it feels like it's been a hot minute, to be honest, since I've done a solo episode. And I say this sitting here in like three layers of clothing. It is a freezing cold day today where I am filming. And I am definitely very aware that winter is well and truly here. The days are getting shorter. The mornings are getting chillier. And the wood fires starting to come out, as well as the Ugg boots, the bean bags, and of course, the red wine. <laughs> I was lucky enough a couple of weeks ago to finally get on a plane after nearly two years without going anywhere. And I was able to jump over east to Melbourne, where I used to live, catch up with some of my coaching clients face to face. I was able to meet up with a couple of organizations that I've been doing some work with, as well as meet with a couple of potential clients that I'm in uh, conversations with at the moment around things like elevating women in leadership programs, coming in and doing some self-awareness workshops, and a whole host of other things as well. And I can honestly say that jumping on that plane getting across to Melbourne, getting back to where I was living for for seven years was just cup filling. I came back absolutely exhausted, but also completely re-energized, cup full, heart full, and totally motivated to keep getting on with the awesome work that I've been doing as well. So that is a little bit about what's been happening in my world in terms of the Eating Your Cake 2 business and the products and the offerings that that we throw out to you. I do want to remind you that we have got a brand new masterclass 
a one hour online training session that is called Your Career Game Plan for Sustained Career Success. It is an hour long workshop. It also comes with an online editable workbook for you to make sure that as you're listening in on the training, you're able to answer the questions, do the activities, but then also keep coming back and looking at your reflections as well. And it comes with a bonus pre-recorded Q&A session that as well answers some of the hot topic questions that I so often get when I run workshops inside organizations. So if you're sitting there wondering I'm working hard, I'm doing all of the things, I'm taking on more and more tasks, yet for some reason, I still don't feel like I'm getting the promotion that I want, or I'm getting recognized the way that I feel that I want to be, then this is the masterclass for you. It is seriously 27 bucks. Yes, that's right. 27 bucks for a one hour masterclass with yours truly, where I go through the five key career pillars that you need to be tapping into for your career success. Now, often we only focus on the, what are we doing? We focus on the tasks and yes, absolutely. That is important, but there are so many other elements as well that we absolutely need to ensure that we're focusing our time and our energy on as well. If we want to remain in the driver's seat of our careers. So I will drop the link to the masterclass in the show notes, but that is one very exciting new product that I have launched off the back of getting the same questions from my clients again and again and again around how do I need to show up at work in order to drive my career success. So jump on it, $27, one hour masterclass that gives you the tools you need to ensure that you are enjoying and embracing sustained career success. So what is our topic for today? You might be wondering, well, what I want to talk about today is relevance. I want to talk about how are you ensuring that you remain relevant in your job, in your career, in your industry, and inside your organization. I was having a conversation with a client the other day who jumped onto one of our one-on-one private um, coaching calls and they did, they seemed a little bit down. And when I asked sort of what was going on, they shared with me that they feel irrelevant. They go to work every day and they're, they're working really hard, but they've had this realization that they no longer feel relevant. They felt that they had gotten so focused on the job that they were doing, the tasks that they were doing day to day, And they couldn't remember the last time that they stopped, stepped back and kind of looked around at the environment that they were in, at their career pathway from a more holistic space and how their industry had also changed over time. And in particular, over the last couple of years, they hadn't stopped and stepped back to really think about what were they doing proactively to ensure that they were remaining relevant, that they were remaining ahead of the curve in their career, in their industry, in their organization. And well, it was fantastic that they had had that realization, right? Because once we have the realization, we can do something with it. They had felt disheartened that in some senses, they'd felt like they'd lost time or wasted time by not thinking about our things. 
but by not thinking about these things. And so that, to be honest, is really what's prompted this topic today and why I felt that it was necessary to do a podcast episode around it. Because I think we can all agree that the world is changing at a rapid, rapid pace and it is not showing any signs of slowing down. The world is more volatile. It is more uncertain than it ever has been before. The goalposts keep shifting. We are often operating in a space of ambiguity and, and a lack of clarity sometimes around what is it all for and where are we going. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you choose to look at it, we can see this as being something that can bog us down and we can see it as being something negative or we can see it as something that's positive. We can see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to drive our own success an opportunity to continue operating from a growth mindset and asking ourselves, how can I continue to show up for myself, even in an environment where there is uncertainty, where the goalposts are changing? Because ultimately, we also know when we operate from a growth mindset that that in itself presents us with opportunities that may not have otherwise have been there. So I really invited, I really invite everybody off the back of this podcast to start thinking about when was the last time in your current role that you stopped, took a step back, you looked up, you look around, and you scanned the horizon of your industry, of your career pathway, and looked at how has the game changed? What are some of the things that have shifted in your role, in your career, in your industry, even inside your organization? And what are you doing to ensure that you're staying ahead of the curve and to ensure that you are remaining relevant? So this might mean, it might mean something as simple as stepping back and looking at what are some of the latest technology changes in your industry? What are some of the latest technology changes in your organization? What are some of the legislative changes that maybe you need to know about? What are some of the skill sets that are becoming more relevant in your role, in your job, in your career, in your industry? And what are you doing to ensure that you remain relevant and that you remain a valuable asset? I think we can all agree that the skills, the technologies 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Jesus, even five years ago, are not necessarily as relevant anymore, which means if we are not continuing to kind of upgrade our own software, so to speak, if we aren't continuing to look at ways to upgrade our own operating systems, the skills we have, the capabilities we have, the knowledge that we have, then we could very quickly find ourselves in a space where we are no longer relevant. And I reckon pretty confidently I can speak on behalf of most people when I say that ain't a space that we want to be in. So it's really important that we make sure that we create time and space to step out of the weeds, to step out of the day-to-day and to make sure that we don't get so bogged down in our jobs in, in this moment that we forget about the bigger picture and the bigger career and the bigger industry that sits behind our current job. So if you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, where do I start? What are some of the questions that I can ask myself to to get the juices flowing a little bit around this space of how am I making sure that I'm remaining relevant? How am I 
ensuring that I'm future fit, right? Here are a couple of questions for you that you can start thinking about. The first one is what might be coming your way that you need to prepare for in terms of industry changes and technology shifts, right? So if you step back and think about the industry that you're in, even over the last three years, what's changed? How has the industry evolved? How has technology impacted the industry that you work in? If you're unsure where to start on that, jump online, look up any of the kind of industry magazines, networks, associations. I guarantee you, you will find a whole host of information online just by Googling your career role or the career pathway that you're in and putting with it, how has, I don't know, the pathway of a graphic designer changed over the last five years. I assure you, you will get information around that. But that's step one. Ask yourself, what might be coming your way that you need to prepare for in terms of industry changes and technology shifts? Another question you might want to ask yourself is what future fit skills do you think that you need to ensure that you're set up for success in your industry? Now, one that I know straight off the bat that is going to be critical for for almost all of us is our ability to continue to remain self-aware. Now, I know I've spoken about the importance of self-awareness in previous episodes. So if you've not listened to those, I encourage you to jump on and have a listen. But self-awareness is critical for all of us in terms of the way that we show up and lead. And remember, as you know, you can lead and you can be a leader without necessarily having direct reports. But as we continue to navigate ambiguity, as we continue to try to work through uncertainty, volatility, as we continue to keep having to show up at work without having all the answers, our ability to be self-aware of the impact that we're having on those around us will be key. Other future fit skills that we will absolutely need to be able to make sure that we are focusing on and kind of stretching ourselves in terms of our own capabilities are things like our ability to truly problem solve, our ability to think critically, our ability, our ability to be able to be flexible, right? And to, we, we operate in a world right now where cognitive overload and constant interruptions are just kind of part and parcel of the way that we live. We shift in and out of so many different contexts, even just in a one-hour period, that it can become exhausting and overwhelming to be able to switch gears that, that many times a day. So we need to step back and think about how are we also, how, how good are we at cognitive flexibility? Are we able to quickly step in and out of different contexts and landscapes and be able to focus and make the right decisions in those environments? So that's just a couple to kind of start getting your juices flowing, but really ask yourself, what are the future fit skills that you need in your role, in your career, in your industry? And then what are you doing about it? to start upskilling yourselves, right? Don't sit back and wait for somebody else to offer it to you. Take control, put yourself in the driver's seat, take responsibility and accountability for your own success and start upskilling yourself now. Now, another question you might want to ask yourself as well is how is your industry or your career pathway changing, right? So if you think, for example, Gosh, somebody who used to work in written media, who used to work for magazines, people aren't buying hard copy magazines as much anymore, right? Content, short, 
sharp, snappy content is key because people's attention spans have obviously reduced, right? We're surrounded by content. It's being rammed down our throats. People are craving a different way of receiving information. So how, how have people who used to perhaps write long form articles for hard copy magazines, how have they adjusted? How have they adapted? How have they upskilled themselves to be able to adapt to the way that that industry has changed and the way that people receive information? So really think about what that looks like for you. Another question you might want to ask yourself is what are some of the micro skills that you might need to invest in now to ensure that you're set up for the future? How is your written and verbal communication? How how do you know that you are good at at decision-making? What criteria do you use for rapid decision-making processes? From a technology perspective, do you feel that you are technologically savvy? Do you feel like you're able to navigate new tech stacks pretty quickly, new software platforms? If not, maybe that's something you might want to think about investing a little bit of time in to not only build your capability, but build your confidence with technology in general, because it is not going anywhere, my friends. And then the other question I would pose to you is how are you sharing your learnings with your team, your peers, your organization, your manager, so that they can also see that you're being proactive in your own growth and so that the organization is receiving the benefits of that as well. Now, you remember that one of the things that I often talk about with my clients, but also in our masterclass around how you can set yourself up for sustained career success is around ensuring that all the extra work we're doing our achievements, the skills that we're learning, how are we playing those back to the people around us? And not from a space where we're going around saying, hello, just letting you know I'm fabulous, but from a place where we're actually able to help other people too. That might look something, it might look as simple as you learn a new skill, you come back to your team and you say, hey, I've just finished watching this YouTube video around rapid decision-making processes and here's what I've learned. I might share the link with you all. Maybe you can watch it too. And then the next time we all come together, let's talk about how we might be able to bring that into our team to help us work even more effectively, right? You've not sat there and said, look how fabulous I am watching this video. You've actually come from a place of proactivity, of wanting to help drive change within your team as well, which ultimately helps drive better business outcomes as well. So whatever you're learning, however you're stretching yourself and however you're growing, make sure you're also finding ways to loop that back into your organization so that you continue to show up and be seen as someone who's a curious learner, someone who's engaged, someone who's in, who is fully invested in their growth and someone who is invested in ensuring that they remain relevant inside their organization. That is where opportunities come from when people can see that you are hungry to learn as well. Now, one of the things that you can also do, and I do, this activity is in your workbooks that go with the masterclass session that I touched on at the start of of this episode. And one of the things that we do in that training is a career SWOT analysis. Now, in case you're wondering what is a SWOT analysis, this is ultimately a tool that you can utilize as part of your own strategic career planning process. So ultimately, a SWOT analysis focuses on examining your strengths and your weaknesses in the internal environment 
as well as any opportunities or threats in the external environment, right? So strengths and weaknesses being, what do I have that's available to me right now? What strengths do I have in my current role, my current career, the industry? And what weaknesses might I also have? What gaps might there be that I've now identified that I might need to close? Then when we think about opportunities and threats in our external environment, so what opportunities might there be? How is my industry perhaps shaping up in ways that actually I might be able to leverage this? Additionally, how might my industry be changing in such a way that this could become a little bit of a risk to me if I don't do something about it now? So SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So in order to complete your own career SWOT, you really want to start asking yourself questions like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? How can you capitalize on your strengths or overcome and close some of the gaps in terms of your weaknesses? And then what are the external opportunities and threats that you can see in your current career pathway or your industry? So some examples of things that you might consider, right? If we think about strengths, it might be, what are some of the key strengths that you've got in terms of your work experience, right? What education or training do I have? What are some of the personal characteristics that I've got that are considered strengths, right? Maybe I'm good under pressure. I'm highly empathetic. I'm self-disciplined, right? These are all things that you would consider as strengths. In terms of our weaknesses, you might want to step back here and think about what are some of the areas perhaps that I lack required experience in? Maybe what are some of the specific kind of job knowledge that I maybe don't have, but when I look around me, some of my peers do. Is it important? Is it not? That might help you define whether or not this is a weakness and therefore something you might want to close the gap on. When we start then thinking about opportunities and threats, opportunities being what are some of the positive external conditions that you might not necessarily be in control of, but you can still play them to your advantage, right? So how, so perhaps one of the opportunities available in a lot of industries right now is the globalization and the technological advances that have meant for a lot of us, our ability to work anywhere for anyone, anywhere in the world has vastly opened up, right? So this is an external opportunity. This is something that has, it might have opened up even more doors, opportunities for us in terms of career pathways, jobs, other organizations that we might be able to work for that we might not have otherwise have been able to do that. So that's just one example, perhaps of an opportunity or something you might be able to classify as an opportunity. Another opportunity might be, is your industry or your career pathway something that is really in the spotlight right now, right? And therefore, maybe there's a lot of funding or investment going into that industry, which therefore might mean that there is a huge amount of growth opportunities in that industry or career pathway. So those are just some examples to think about in terms of opportunities. Lastly, in terms of what are the threats, right? So this is where we really want to start thinking, being, being able to think openly, honestly, and critically about what are some of the next, the, the negative external conditions that you may or may not be in control of and how might they negatively impact you, your career pathway, and or your industry. 
right? So again, this could be the negative impact of some of the technological changes that we have seen in particular over the last couple of years and the rapid pace at which these changes are coming, right? Might you be at risk of your job becoming automated? Might you be at risk of your job ultimately becoming redundant because it may end up being done by a machine? If you fall into that bucket, you really want to start thinking now, well, what am I going to do about that to ensure that I'm ahead of the curve for when that change comes? Might you be operating in a space at the moment where maybe one of the threats is that there are too many applicants and not enough jobs. Maybe you're in a very, very niche field, yet where perhaps the supply in terms of job opportunities is small, but the demand in terms of people wanting to actually get into that field is pretty big, right? So the number of jobs on offer, not very many, number of people who are actually applying for the jobs, huge. That means that is a threat to you. And it therefore means that is something that you really want to start thinking about, well, how am I making sure I'm differentiating myself? How am I standing out in a sea of other applicants? How am I ensuring that I'm you know, giving enough curiosity in my applications, my resume to ignite an interest in organizations to want to meet with me and see the value that I add. And so this is why there is so much value on doing your own career SWOT analysis, really allowing yourself to stop, step back, look up, look around you, do a bit of a horizon scan at what is happening in your industry. What is happening in your organization? What is happening in your career pathway that you're currently in? Or maybe a career pathway that you think you're interested at transferring into as well. So as I said, we go into this in a lot more detail in our masterclass and in the workbook that accompanies the masterclass. So if it's something that you feel like, oh, yes, I think I might need to tap into this, then you know where you can go, my friends. But Going back to where we started today, how relevant are you? The world's not going to slow down. The goalposts are not going to stop moving. The the, The ambiguous nature of the world that we live in, the uncertainty, the change, that's not going anywhere. So our ability to be able to adapt to that change, our ability to be able to show up and shine in an environment that might be uncertain. These are some of the key skills that are going to set people apart and define those that succeed potentially from those that don't. So if you've got any questions off the back of today's episode around what is a SWOT analysis, where do I start? Please feel free to reach out to me. But as I've said, I encourage you to spend an hour of your time Invest in the masterclass around your game plan for sustained career success. And that will give you all the tools that you need to put yourself back in the driver's seat of your career and make sure that you are taking action now, not when it's too late and you're sitting there wondering what on earth has just happened. Now, if you know that you need something a little bit more uh, bespoke or you want something tailored to your goals, your needs, and you want it now, I do have a couple of spaces opening up in July for my one-on-one client base. So if it's something that you're interested in, reach out, book a free call in my diary, and let's see 
if I, let's see how I can support you to drive your goals home. Well, that's it for another episode, my friends. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved what you've heard, if you've found it helpful, please jump on, give us a review and share the potty with as many people as you can so that we can start spreading the word around how you can be in the driver's seat of your career and leadership success. Take care, keep smiling, and I will see you soon. Well, that's it for another episode of the Eating Your Cake 2 podcast. It has been amazing to have you here and I am so grateful for you taking the time to pop me in your ears as you go about your day or night. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Eating Your Cake 2 and if we aren't connected on LinkedIn yet, reach out and say hi. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I would love if you would leave me a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with me here too. Until next episode, you've got this. You can do it. You are doing it. And remember to sell yourself with confidence.